welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly podcast made by gamers for gamers. We discuss retro gaming and issues that gamers care about. We also review indie games and popular titles. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Garrick, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Wait, do these idiots not know what Anonymous means? Get good scrubs. If somebody could get me a thesaurus, I'm sure I would finally understand what anonymous means. Welcome to the show. It is Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. I am here every week talking about video games, retro video games, news, and just things that I want to prattle on about. Welcome. Uh, Joining me this week, as he does every week, it's not Garrick. Thank sweet Jesus. I have somebody who will actually listen to the podcast once they've recorded it. Uh, He is uh, my friend. He is the newest co-host or host or one of the hosts of the Cantina cast, it's Jonesy. Jonesy, welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous once again. I am excited to be back. You are the only one that's ever excited to be here. I can't help but be excited around you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When Cab comes on, he, he, he feels dejected and lonely because nobody likes to play Xbox. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you have one. But that, I, I do have an Xbox, yeah. and and I do have some redeeming qualities about it. But yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I help Cab out every. I throw him a bone every once in a while just to make sure that he feels that love. Well, somebody needs to make sure Cab feels love because I don't think anybody else does. Uh, like I said, you you actually listen to the podcast, so you Jonesy are greater than Garrick. Oh my goodness! Thank you. That bar was not set very high. Though. It was really not. And I know that if you ever if you ever host for me, if I'm on vacation, you won't mock me by by playing a track that that mimics me. I certainly wouldn't call into the show pretending to be anybody else. <laughs> well, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, which <laughs> right. somebody if, if you're listening, you can certainly call the show. The phone number's in the show notes. Nobody ever calls. But you know what? That number's there and it's free. So it'll always be there. Well, we're like we're like that that case of herpes. We're not always in use. Call us. Uh, so since Garrick's not here, we're just going to do a Crowley's. You know what? Before we jump into like the video game stuff, like today was kind of a big day. Like, So we're recording episode 36, and this is the sports theme stuff. But I think I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this just a little bit because you are on the Cantina cast. You are like right. I, I, like if you were Palpatine, you would say, I am the Cantina cast. Um <laughs> Let's talk Star Wars. Like they just talked about, they just uh, they just announced celebration. They did, yeah. They, it's a, a bit surprising today. That caught me off guard. Now, now you told me a story earlier, and it was kind of funny. And nobody listens to this show, so you can still tell it on your show, <laughs> and more people will hear. Like, who? How did your wife find out about celebration? Yeah, my wife found out from I believe on Facebook. I came home and I said, "Hey, I need to talk about April." And she goes, oh, Celebration or Star Wars. And I said, yeah, how do you know? And she said, through the Cantina cast. And I'm like, how do, I, I am part of the Cantina cast. And I didn't even know this until like 20 minutes ago. So how did you know it? She goes, well, I guess I'm just more in touch with the Cantina cast than you are. <laughs> so That's hilarious. So you do, do you have your room for, for Celebration all, all picked out and planned and ready to go? Yeah, room is booked. Uh, start looking at flights uh, i don't know if they post flights that far in advance so i'll have to speak with my expert travel agent which is my wife leslie who's fantastic at this stuff to help me out so yeah uh, yeah got the room booked and then i have not been to celebration before so this is going to be a completely new experience i have been to conventions especially yeah, here was, in the local houston area but yeah, yeah so nothing like this this is a stuff. whole new game yeah, I've been to cons too. I've never been to a celebration. So this will be a whole new game for me. But it's going to be interesting because uh, your friends are going to be there. My friends are going to be there. So it's going to be fun to get together in a non-podcast format. and just All kinda, the friends. Right, all the friends. And and hang out and have a good time. And uh, it's been a long time coming, I think, uh, for at least uh, myself and and, and uh, Mike, from uh, who used to be on the Cantina cast. He, he, I'm going to have to buy him a drink and have a cigar with the dude. So it is going to be fun. Uh, one thing is going to be for sure, even with all the lines and stuff, my expectations are pretty low with some of that, especially <laughs> with how Orlando went. But right. Just hanging out with y'all. It's going to be worth this weight in gold. So I'm super excited about that part. Yeah, I am, too. Like, that's what I'm pumped about. Uh, and so I've got my room. You've got your room. Mike has his room. We're all in the same hotel. So right. I feel sorry for that staff. The mess that they're going to have to clean up. 
in the rooms. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we can't talk about that. <laughs> uh, my, my, my travel agent, my wife, Elizabeth, she got this uh, all set up for me tonight as well. So uh, I, I live so close to Chicago, I can drive, so I don't have to worry about flying. So all my arrangements are set. It's, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. So, uh, so that, yeah, there's that. So there's your obligatory Star Wars news for this podcast. I don't yeah, know. Thanks for the, thanks for the free plugs. Hey, Love it. I, dude, I have told everybody to listen to the Cantina cast for years. You have, you've been one of our biggest supporters and we certainly appreciate it. And you don't, you don't hesitate to throw our names out there. And we've certainly shown you some love on the other shows too. So yeah, no, you guys uh, have you and Albert. It. Yeah. I was like, I was, I said on, on the other night, like it was just last night. Like if you, if you, if you want to know how the sausage is made. This this episode that you listened to was recorded last week. It's kind of weird for me to say that, but that's just how how it rolls sometimes in the podcast bills. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it was fun uh, rec- recording with Albert and Mike on the basement. I, I, I loved doing that. That was fun. You've been on the basement. You know, you you really know how much show. fun, right? It is just so much fun. So I, I, you know, and I always like to, to help out people that I think do a great job podcasting and you and Albert and Mike do a fantastic job. I've talked about how great the, uh, the, the Cantina cast is. So I feel like if I say any more, like I'm going to have to wipe my nose off. So let's just, well, we, we'd probably have to pay you yeah, so, and we can't do that. No, no. <laughs> Your budget is as big as mine. Zero. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so let's just go right into the video game stuff now that we've got uh, all of that ancillary uh, fun stuff out of the road. Let's just go right into news at Crowley's Corner. Uh, hey, big boy, do you want to play a game? Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew comes out May 22nd. So by the time you're listening to this, it may or may not be out, depending on when I publish the show. So take that for what it's worth. Look at your calendar. If it's May 22nd, go to the PS Store and download Star Trek Bridge Crew, the next generation expansion. If it's May 21st, just wait longer. Uh, Detroit Become Human comes out May 25th. That's uh, in a few days, depending again on when you're listening to the podcast. Please consult your local calendar. Uh, that's going to be our June game of the month, so look forward to that now. we, we I, Both Garrick and I played the demo. We talked about the demo a couple shows ago, I think episode 34. Fantastic. Demo's free. If you've got a PlayStation, make sure that you download that and play it. And if you have an Amazon Alexa or Echo or whatever you want to call it, I call mine computer. There's also there's an app for that. There's a skill that you can learn for Detroit Become Human. I think it's called the Cyber Life Skill. And I wish more video games would do this, where it just adds another layer to the fun that you can already do. So really now, doesn't it have to be does it have to be active and listening? No. For it to work? No, absolutely not. So the way that huh. it works is once you complete the mission or the scene or whatever you want to call it in Detroit Become Human, you get, at least in the demo, you get a tree and it shows you the decisions you made and, and the outcome of that decision. And you can see the other decisions that you didn't make. So if it was a yes or no decision and you said yes, you'll see the no. Now, you won't see the outcome, but you'll see the no. So you can ask the cyber life skill why that is, like why did this happen? And it'll break it down for you as to what you did that caused, you know, the chain of events to happen. And, That's and, really cool. Right. Yeah. And this game has real consequences. I don't know how the save system is going to work yet, so I'm looking forward to that. So, again, this just adds another layer, and I wish more games would go to it, especially sports games, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Just imagine this, Jonesy. Sports games with, a, with an Alexa app or a Google Home app or a skill, whatever you want to call it, and you can find out your stats without having to go into a menu. You can find out your stats against a certain team. You can find out your stats, you know, like – during the playoffs, especially for like a, a career mode or something like that. What do you what, how, like? Would you utilize that at all? I would. That would be interesting how they would implement that. The games today are really pretty good with the UIs and some of the great games. We're going to talk about the show and I'll expand on this a little bit. Some of them are getting really good with, with bringing relevant data to you. So, but I like the idea though, of how do you get this interactivity between these ancillary devices and your game to where you get this interactivity without it getting creepy, <laughs> but, but which is probably just not going to happen. <laughs> right. It's going to get creepy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, being able to get that on demand type of uh, data, I, I think everyone would love that. Yeah. So I just, I, I just think it's another, it's another, you know, way to, to, to bring, I don't know, current technology into where we're at gaming wise. And I think, you know, when I think of current technology and gaming, the first thing I think of immediately is VR. But that's because I own a PSVR. I honestly think that it's one of the greatest gaming 
peripherals in the history of gaming peripherals. And I've, wow. and, I, and I've said this before that uh, the guy from Sony said that pretty soon your console is going to be the peripheral and the VR is going to be the unit. So take that for what you will. Sony said a lot of things in the past and a lot of those things never come to fruition. Now, just when you think VR, you think Star Trek Bridge Crew, you think Rick and Morty's virtual reality, you think all kinds of different things, Skyrim VR, but you don't think sports because... There's not really a whole lot of sports. Now, when the VR first came out, PSVR, I know that there was a 2K17 virtual experience. Now, if you've listened to the show at all, you know how much I hate virtual experiences. Experiences are crap. They're not a full game. It's just like little mini games that you get to play for like 30 seconds, and then you're bored. just absolutely crapless. So, Jonesy, you don't have a VR, do you? No, I don't. Now, if you... If you had a VR, would or if you were thinking about getting a VR unit, I think would probably be the better question. If you were thinking about that, would a sports game entice you to maybe, maybe think about purchasing one just because of, for the immersion factor? You know, it's a curious one with VR in general. People react so differently to it with motion sickness. And I know I have a little bit of motion sickness when I do some of that stuff. So I'm curious how immersive is too immersive because on the surface i'm with you i think that's cool i think that would be really fun to do and to be able to look around and see the field i'm thinking madden in particular right where you can you're behind center you're playing the quarterback and you can you have some sort of haptic feedback you know or something like that again i don't know what the vr experience is like for the most part but i know in my head what i'd like it to be (laughs) so that that would that would be kind of neat and be able to call audibles because you can you have this voice interactivity already with some of these games like Madden. So oh, for it's just sure. a natural, it's a natural evolution for it. Yeah. And I think uh, when you talk VR and you talk voice interaction, Star Trek bridge crew uses uh, IBM's Watson to analyze. What oh, wow. Yeah. To analyze what you're telling it to do. So if you're the only person you want to play single player, let's pretend you don't have friends like, like me and you don't have anybody who wants to play Star Trek Bridge Crew with you, you can still play this game that was designed for four people to play simultaneously by yourself because IBM Watson's voice interaction, like it, it it's really intuitive and it works really well. So that that's a game that you've talked about a handful of times. And with this update, I'm seriously thinking about giving it a shot and trying it out and see what it's all about. Even if I don't have the VR, cause you can play it without, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And you can, it's cross, it's cross platform. So if and you cross have platform, yeah. So if you have VR and you want to play with somebody who doesn't have VR, you can do that. And if you have PS VR and you want to play with somebody who has one of the other VR units, you can absolutely do that. Like the Oculus Rift, if they have Oculus and they've got Star Trek bridge crew, it's cross platform. Ubisoft has made it all encompassing. And I like that. Nice. Yeah. You know, if the Xbox had a VR, which it doesn't and it never will. But if it did, (laughs) I don't care because Xbox sucks. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's get back. Let's get back to the sports game. So uh, sports uh, uh, game that is coming out for VR um, is going to be football. I mean, you were just talking about Madden and this certainly is a far cry from from Madden. It's called, oddly enough, 2MD VR football. Now, it's made by a company called Truant Pixel. I've never heard of these folks, but they're making this game. And it is, like I said, it's a far cry from Madden. It's basically, um, it looks like your football dummies that you would see on a practice field. And that's who you're throwing to. That's who's rushing you. That's who your running back is. That's that. That's it. So it's almost like a simulation more than an actual game simulation. Does that make sense? So it's like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's curious. So it, Sounds more like a concept type of game than anything else. It it, it really is. I, this is the first, I, I want to say, full, like honest to god sports games. Like it could be argued that some of these games that are out there, where you throw a ball or you throw a frisbee or you you know that kind of stuff, like that, it could be argued that those are sports games for the VR. And sure, but not I, on the same level. Yeah, right. But it's not. It's not a major sport. Like let's put it's not a real honest right. to God, real life sport that you will watch on TV. Football is. So this is like the first man, could this be the pong of VR? <laughs> that that's a possibility because someone's always looking for well, I, I think the EA is probably already tinkering with this stuff. Man, I, I mean, hope they've so. they've got to have a whole development arm that's looking at this type of thing. 
but yeah, until someone actually puts it out there and see how see how people react more than anything else, not even just the implementation of it, just to see what the reaction is, uh, you can learn a lot. And if you're not in, you don't even have to be first to market. Right. Uh, but there is something to be said for first to market because these are the guys that are showing everybody else what to do and what not to do. So I kind of hope. Yeah. True. It depends on how well they do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, so this is how this is how uh, Truant Pixel uh, puts it. It is, it is a motion controlled VR gridiron football game, a thrilling two minute drill arcade experience that encourages players to stand and take on the role of quarterback tasked with capturing a victory in the final minutes of a championship game. I, you know, I like the premise. Sure. The goal is simple. Draw the play, call the shots, throw, handoff or run. Isn't right. handing off the same as run? Maybe not. I don't know. I suppose there's a flea flicker. I suppose. Well, and you can scramble, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and take down opponents before the clock runs out. So it's basically a two minute drill. So they're not, it's not going to be a full immersive, you know, yeah. 16 minute quarters, 12 minute quarters, whatever it is uh, that, that, that are, will really put you into the game. It's last, it's last minutes. How you're down by whatever. Are you going to be able to come back and win? Right. Yeah, I you know, well, it's allowing you to call to to draw the plays. It says draw the plays. That's the part that's, that's a curious statement. Yeah, yeah, that that that's interesting to me. Because in Madden, you can audible, but you don't get to create there's there is there a create a play anymore in Madden? I don't think there is. I know there used to be. Maybe there's just yeah, not a demand for it. I think that's probably it. They've they've done a good job of trimming the the features that don't really make sense to keep to keep around trimming the fat, so to speak. Yeah. And those are, I mean, it, there's a lot of debate over which ones they, sh, you know, whatever franchise should keep and what they should get rid of. But generally speaking, if they're cutting something, there's a pretty good reason they're cutting it. It's because it's way underutilized and yeah. it's just not worth the time to keep, to keep bringing forward. And I guess that's kind of where you're going to see VR. Like, I think you're going to see that where you're going to have a lot of fat at first. And then as the VR unit has been around and it gets updates and maybe there's another VR unit, you know, for the PS five, you're going to see things get trimmed down and, and it won't, it'll be less gimmicky and more immersive. At least that's what I'm hoping. That, yeah. That's the odd thing about VR. We equate VR with interactivity a bit too, right? Of being more active. Sure. Which isn't necessarily true, but is that exhausting? Like in a football game where you're the quarterback and you've got to go and play upwards of 60 plays in a game. Yeah. So is that sustainable? So the format that this, that Truex is doing actually makes a lot of sense. It's a very contained window, two minute drill. It, these, these games will be short and to the point to where you, you can do multiple of those with little breaks in between rather than, well, I'm going to do a 16 game season plus playoffs and Super Bowl in a career mode as the quarterback. Right. Plus four, very, four preseason very games. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who plays preseason? You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I play preseason. You get points You're for that, Jonesy. One. You get points for that. I don't understand why I'm the only one that plays preseason around. Need here. your points. <laughs> so Are this, you an Xbox user? <laughs> no, no, I am not. So this <laughs> game will be coming out here in the next couple months, and I, I, I'm looking forward to it and uh, get my hands on it, kind of see see what it's all about. But while we're on. The topic of football before we cover sports games as a whole and the state of the sports games, and then we'll get into a review uh, of uh, Major League Baseball, the, the show 18. Um, I want to talk about this 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 college football game that has been. Can I, we even call this news? Man, just- I don't know. We, we brought it up on the show a few weeks ago. And we didn't really go in, in depth into it. And I feel like we kind of need to, especially after talking with you about this. So there hasn't been a college football game or a college basketball game or a college any game for a few years now. I, I don't even right. remember the la- when the last one was, and I don't I don't think it matters. It's a 14. There you go. So yep. it's been four <laughs> years. Jonesy knows because Jonesy wants one so bad. Oh, yeah. I kind of do I miss- too. I miss I miss playing as the Iowa Hawkeyes and taking them to a national championship because that's the only time in Iowa will. <laughs> that's the only way they're going to do it. Right. <laughs> so I, I miss that and the atmosphere and whatnot of college football is miles different from the atmosphere uh, of professional football, even in so a video unique, game. Yeah. It, it is. It's a unique experience. I don't know how many college football games you go to in a season. Uh, Jonesy, but but here in Iowa, I'm right down the road from Iowa City, so I'm able to go see the University of Iowa uh, football team or basketball team whenever I want, pretty much. 
So I am so jealous. Yeah, I, I'm a University of Texas Longhorns fan, and I live a few hours away from Austin, so I rarely get over there to watch them. But even here in Houston, the Cougars have been better. The University, every yeah, <laughs> University of Houston words. It's tough. Words are um, yeah, it's and when you live in a big city, it's kind of hard to get around. So I don't do it. But man, I love college football. Like you said, just the environment and the experience is nothing like it. And we go to professional games a lot more frequently because we're season ticket holders for the Texans. But it is not the same. It is just not the same. And I'll take college every day of the week over over professional. Right. I I would too. I absolutely would. And I I don't think you can. I, I this kind of this this whole conversation tonight. It's going to go in several different directions. So if you're not a sports fan, sorry, not sorry, like get good scrubs. Um, let's let's talk about like there is a diff. There's not really that big of a difference anymore between college athletics and professional athletics. Not anymore. I think there used to be a case where you could say college athletics, they were amateurs and they were amateurs in the truest sense of the word amateur anymore. I don't. I don't see how you can say it, and I don't see how the NCAA can't pay these guys. The quality of the leagues seems to have really ratcheted up the last few years. I still think there is a considerable difference between the pros and college, and and you see that because when college players go into the pros, just a couple of years' experience, the game does seem much faster. I know it's very cliche, but I think there are key differences between them. The play style in particular is the big difference so getting those players to adjust. But I think the, the overall quality, especially from smaller schools now, it's exciting that they're that they're better, that, that yes. they're competitive. And and the the restructuring of the leagues has helped that to an extent as well. So um, but I don't know that I'd quite say they're on par, but uh, monetarily, maybe a little bit different story though. I think this is an interesting question to ask people. Do you think college players should be paid? I'm not saying the millions of dollars that that the the professionals are making, but should they be paid? The schools are making well. I equate that they actually are getting paid in a way because they're getting scholarships. And I know this is not a totally popular answer, but they are getting scholarships to play. <laughs> to they're usually weaving? getting they're getting a lot of subsidies to go to school. Sure, college is really for school. That, that's the idea. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, absolutely. That's and I think that's the key word. Supposedly, it's supposed to be a place of higher learning, but anymore. Right. But conversely, you're right. I mean, the, these schools are making a ton of money on on athletics. So why would they? Their name, their faces are up on billboards here. Yep. Their their numbers are up on billboards. So you're right. They are part of that advertising scheme. They are a revenue generator in their faces and to use the NCAA lawsuit stuff, their likeness is basically owned by that school and they are posted everywhere. So from that perspective, it you can you can understand the argument that they're being taken advantage of and that they have a right to be compensated for what they're doing because the reason there are people in the seats is that you have marquee players that are performing out of their minds and people want to go watch and the team is good or you have a Heisman Trophy candidate on the team, kind of like with Lamar Jackson out at Louisville. So th those types of things, it, it's hard to make the argument that they shouldn't be, especially if you have college sports games that are then further making money off of them. So it's really easy to see why they have this argument. And it's, you know, as much as I want to see college football games, they got to get this squared away before any of that can happen. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's that's the reason we bring this up is because that's the reason that we don't have college football games anymore is because of likeness, the likeness of that. And you've got to pay the universities to use their, all of their logos and their fight songs. And their I mean, everything has just been monetized to death in college athletics, everything. And in college athletics, they don't have a, a common, they don't have the NFL, right. Or the players association. They don't have these groups in order to bundle areas and, and license this one. We'll license the players and then we'll license the teams they are fragmented and you have independent universities that have complete control in this over everything they have. The NCAA doesn't govern this stuff for the most part. It, it, it's a bit of a figurehead of almost, but then, and then you have the player part of it. Like, how do you manage that? Cause they're not unionized. Right. right. So there's a lot of slippery slopes. And now you've got the universities who are scared witless that they're going to get sued if they jump on any of these trains to remonetize their school image. Yeah, so it, it it's a very complex issue, and and that's 
Like there are like if we if you don't think EA is trying to navigate this and get college games out there, you're wrong. And I think right. we we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit here in just a minute, but there are a couple of games where there are a few schools in the games. Now, there aren't players like you, you you can't be like, oh, well, it's, you know, this guy or this guy that I know from 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 this team on the college level. But there are, you know, just generic guys like generic. Right. They're just numbers. And I remember at the end there, that's what they were going to. They weren't even using names. It was just number 14, number 28, number, you know, so you couldn't. Right. We're not even going to make names up. Right. <laughs> Which, again, I think is kind of a disservice to the players. These guys put their bodies on the line. If something happens to them, especially if they have a shot at going pro, something happens to them, they get a career-ending injury. I mean, how many millions of dollars have they lost out on? So, right, yeah, you know, it, it's just this very big, complex issue. But in the middle of all this complexity, there is this tiny little company, and, uh, and I'm trying to find the name of the company here, and it's not even on their friggin' website. The name of the game. I didn't write it down either because I'm. I'm just, looking at the website I don't even right now. Give it to dude. Him. I'm looking. I'm looking at the website. It's not. It's not. There. There is not a company name. It's called. And I talked about this on the show a few weeks ago. Gridiron Champions, the ultimate college football experience. Now, before I get into this, there's an important update that they have posted on their website. This is a crowdsourced um, developer. They're not even a developer. They're not developer publishing. They set themselves up as a publishing company, right? Right. So they just want the money to pay a developer to do this. Mm -hmm. So here's the important update. The minimum goal of 850000 That that's U.S. dollars, and deadline of May 15th, that was yesterday, uh, have, have been removed from this pre-sale. Now, it's a pre-sale for a game that's not even developed yet uh, due to new fundraising developments. I believe that development is we got a dollar. Um, anyone that wants a full refund of that dollar that you gave us will be granted on upon request only. Insiders all were made aware of these changes in the March newsletter. <laughs> what? Yep. Here's your sign. This <laughs> thing. Yeah, you see that smoke? Yeah, don't look at that. Look at the flames over here of where this is going down. <laughs> right. Exactly. So here's what they were asking. For a starter tier, it was $10. Uh, and this this would have got you uh, a thank you message like from the founders. Like, who cares? Your name included in the backer credits? <laughs> what? Uh, That's uh, ridiculous. Right. $30. A one-time payment to $30 uh, gave you everything mentioned before and your name included in a Gridiron, gridiron Champions randomized generic roster. What? Well, at least they weren't going to go with number 12. Or they were going to give actually have names. Uh, they were all gonna. They were all gonna be number twelve, right? Uh, one time payment of sixty dollars. You got the newsletter, uh, the wallpaper set for your phone. It it says phone, so it's not even a wallpaper set for your computer. It's not in four K. It's it's. Did, did they read this stuff out loud? I don't think they did when they when they wrote this stuff down. <laughs> and you get a guaranteed digital copy. So if you gave to this the b below this mark, you didn't even get a copy of the game, but you you were guaranteed a digital copy not a physical copy but a digital copy of this game for your name on the backer yeah right, got it right. yeah yeah uh like <laughs> i could go on like here's the okay here, here's the highest tier five thousand dollars <laughs> who gave them five thousand dollars i think i just had a heart attack right <laughs> so you get everything that was up to this point you also get to create a team with the help of the founders and who are the founders they're the founders, the founders are, who don't develop anything. The founders, weren't they the bad guys in like a in a, in a <laughs> Star Trek show once upon a time? I don't even know. You get an in-person dinner with the entire team. Why would I want to? Look, if you see these guys, they, they may take you to dinner and then run out on the check. Um, yep. And then it, and that occurs only after they reach their funding goal. You get a VIP invitation to the champions official launch. Like you get who are these people and who gave them five thousand dollars? They're set up in a small house in Iowa, I think. I wish this is a great <laughs> idea. Bad Gamers Anonymous is gonna put together a college football team. Uh, a game. And we're going we're not gonna make it, mind you, because I can't make stick figures, let alone complex code <laughs> for a game. Right. But if you give me Fifteen thousand dollars. Once I reach my goal of three point seven million dollars, I'll take you to dinner. What? Well, 
if you're not happy, you can request a refund. Yeah, I'm not going to give like. you a refund. We'll consider it. it. We'll yeah. consider it. All right. If we if we're feeling gracious, we might consider your request and then laugh. <laughs> uh, it, so this game was going to recreate moments, rivals, rivalries, and matchups, but they weren't going to be allowed to use any any actual teams. Yeah, no licensing whatsoever. And no names, obviously. We just covered that. You can't, you can't, right. you can't use actual names of players, which is f- I don't have a problem with that. But th- how well, are it was going to re- be very community dependent. So right. they were they were going to come up with these very generic things, which we've seen other games do before. And I think Joe Montana was exploring this, and then it fell through. And that one actually had a development team behind it. But yeah, they were going to expect the community to fill in the blanks. So if you want to create your favorite teams and their actual colleges and their actual players. They thought they were going to skirt this system by, by having the users fulfill that. I argue that there are it's still a slippery slope legally <laughs> sure. on that regard, because clearly you are enabling a, your users to to do these types of things. And we've seen other games restrict their create a mode, their create a logo mode in particular, to where you just really can't do it, at least to the quality that you would expect. Well, and I think you kind of have to, don't you? Because in the day and age we live in, absolutely, someone's yeah. going to make a Harambe team. Oh, like they're I'm, just. Or I'm a, not going to do the. I'm not going to do the the West Houston, you know, shootouts, right? And and be happy with that team. I'm no. going to make something that is that is socially or politically relevant. Like, so you have to be careful of what you allow your community to do. And that's why these bigger companies, EA, Ubisoft, Bethesda, like they can do that because they have the funds to kind of police, you know, pay people to police the player base. You don't. The the other thing we, the other thing we talked about this is that creating these games from scratch is hard. It is so hard because the, the bars are now set so high. Like all of the games we're going to talk about tonight have an exceptional high level of quality inherent in each of them. It may be a little different for each one, but there is a level of quality already there and the people's expectations are exceptionally high. And, and these guys had a target, I used my finger quotes, Carly, I target release date of 2020 without a development team. That is absolutely ridiculous now, to think you... that they could build this up. And and if you read this website and you read all the things that the, it's going to be a, you know, a, a premier type of game it's gonna it's gonna rival you know all of these other types of things and they don't call anybody out they didn't go that far but man they are giving you a hard sell on absolutely jack squat well and that's just it it's it was it was meant to for rubes like me who look at it and go oh man i really want a college football game i'm not gonna read the fine print here's my money and I didn't give it, any money. Let me to an extent, it kind of worked. People got excited. It, it generated some buzz, and then reality set in. It was like, no, it, this is a disaster. It got me excited. Money. Got me excited. I didn't give any money, but yeah. I did get excited. And now, that's why you have me, right? And then you dashed my hopes and my dreams in all in I a did. matter I of minutes. Crushed it like a like a cheap beer can. I I, I cried. I cried because of it was glorious. Cream. You're welcome, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably very happy about that. Um, so, but you you bring up the the high level of of the polish that these games have, and we're talking about now. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about games like MLB The Show, NBA Two K, uh, NHL Series, FIFA, Madden. Uh, we're going to talk about those kinds of games. And so that begs the question: this high level of polish that players have come to expect from sports games. Doesn't that kind of push out the small guy? Doesn't that it, it, it pushes out any type of of competition? And when you have the governing bodies of these professional leagues like NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, who get behind one developer or one publisher and say, yeah, we're going to go with your guys. Like just whatever you guys do, that's what we're going to go with. That that leaves everybody else in the dust. Doesn't that create a monopoly? Yeah, there's a lot of questions in there, but yes, you're right. But it's multi-level too, right? So the licensing fees for these leagues are so exceptionally high that who can afford them right. except the major studios and the major development groups because no one else can do it, much less have the code or the baseline already there because you're you're right. These things take multiple years. 
you guys have talked about them before that these really great games they're not done in a year the and the the eas of the world in particular have had decades to refine these products they've had decades of experience decades of rebuilding the code multiple times and for the ones who do get involved so like when you look at like a pro evolution soccer who is not an ea company the fact that they've been able to develop a really solid game is really commendable and, and now they've been around for a while too but that they've been able to keep that going is really impressive because you're right the major studios really have a stranglehold on this and in electronic arts in particular because they have this vast development ability and they have all of this experience of, of doing these games and and quite honestly their games are synonymous usually with the top tier of of really almost any genre and in particular sports they're it I mean, they're not the only one but i mean when you look at across the scale there's very little comparison when you take nba out of the equation absolutely and i think that part of that goes to that they've been around so long doing it they're just able like we said like you said like it takes a couple of years to pump out a game but when you've got the base game set you can pump the next one out the next year and make a few tweaks and make a few improvements to to gameplay to mechanics maybe you start with with a new mode uh, uh, you know and then a couple of years later you're able to put that in the game and then once you put that new mode in the game it might be time for a graphics update so then, what i think is commendable though is when when the nfl signed the exclusivity agreement with ea there was a lot of concern and i was part of this this uh, concern as well where we were going to get stagnation. There wasn't going to be competition. There wasn't going to be that drive for that company to do any better, especially when 2K went away. We haven't, we saw that lull, but then the fans revolted. And we, we, and we, we talked a little, you've, you've talked a lot about this was like Battlefront 2, right? People are not afraid to give their opinion and people are not afraid to stop spending money on your product. And they know they have a gold mine with Madden in particular. And if they're going to sit on their, their, their tails and not do anything about it, yep. people are going to penalize them for it. Well, and I really, and I, I take my hats off to them. They have generated a really very good to great product the last couple of years. And this year I thought their game was fantastic. But how do they do that? Specifically with Madden and FIFA, we want to talk about these two EA team or EA sports games in particular right now. How are they able to do that? And I think the answer isn't just that the player base holds them accountable. It's that the player base buys into the Kool-Aid that, that they're handing out. So you've got the Madden ultimate team and you've got the, the, yeah. the, the, the FIFA ultimate team, whatever that's called. I don't know, whatever the soccer I ultimate team. I think it's FIFA. No, I think it's F U T. Yeah. It's yep. the, it's the F U T. All right. Um, <laughs> who plays soccer anyway? Um, so the player base is really bought into that. And what I mean by it's basically loot boxes. You are paying for a chance to get a great player. And, and even 2K has this now where you pay for the chance to get a great player, whether it's a historical player, whether it's uh, a, you know, a player that had a great game that they put in to celebrate that great game. So they give them a high rating. So you, you're paying for that. It's a loot box. Is essentially what it is. You are gambling, uh, according to uh, these are not my words, words of some government officials around the world. You're gambling in order to possibly have the opportunity to do this to get that to get that player. So they're making billions, billions off of this. Yeah. Where the battlefront community said, yeah, no, you can do this with sports. You're not doing it with Star Wars. So is it just? As someone in the Star Wars fandom who has their ear to the ground, whose pulse beats with the with the beats of, of the Star Wars fans around the world, is it just Star Wars fans who said no, no, you're not doing this to my Star Wars, or it, or 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 was it? I mean, what's the difference? Why are the sports players going? Yeah, you know what? I'll pay for the opportunity to possibly maybe get that get that Jordan card or that Ma Magic Johnson card. Now I'm bringing up heroes from my youth. Uh, I know, right, right, because I'm you're going where I'm, you're actually going where I'm going to go. Right, so oh, so go there. You know where I'm going. Go there. Yeah. So I think part of it is they're going to cash in on all of uh, the people our age who love cracking packs for baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards. I got to be honest. 
I love opening packs on Ultimate Team. Now, oh. I don't want to spend money on it, but I have because I love it. It is, <laughs> it is a fun experience to open a baseball card pack or a football card pack. And when you get that player, oh my goodness, the rush you get, it makes you, it makes your heart go pitter-patter. You know, it makes you feel good. <laughs> so, Dude, I ain't going to lie. So it, you, you buy loot boxes. It's fun. You buy loot it, boxes. It, for whatever reason, it is fun to open packs of sports cards. Well, it's just the, dope, it's the it dopamine, right? So it's that that uh, you, that, yeah, that rush, it's rush. Yeah, that rush that you get. It's a scientific thing. Gamblers get the same thing. So I, it, right. it just makes me think but, off just just from that that this is really, in all, for all intents and purposes, it's a form of gambling. Would you oh, sure. But I, I think the thing that, that you have to take into account, and this is where the Battlefront uh, got into some hot water, and this is also where NBA 2K got into hot water with their VC currency, oh. is, is the rate that you can acquire that currency for just playing the game. How much can you acquire in a certain amount of time? Does that feel like the right rate so that you are not forced into buying something in order to progress, which is NBA's issue, or to just be competitive at all, which is both NBA and Battlefront 2's, you know, right. supposed perspective. BF2, I think, was blown a little out of proportion. But again, it comes back to that earning rate. If, if you're not earning something fast enough to allow you those opportunities to where, yeah, you, you have to work at it, but you don't have to spend insane amount of time doing the game. And this is where Battlefront 2 and NBA, I think, are actually a fairly valid comparison because the amount of time you had to put into NBA 2K in order to get your player, especially if you're going to do the neighborhood stuff, oh, it was insane. You yeah. People were like, yeah, screw that. I'm going to buy the 99 character. And it was really easy to buy the 99 character in NBA. You just had to have a ton of money. Right. And people would go do it. And that's not fun. So it comes back to, is it fun or not? Some people are going to pay the money and do it. But this is the lowest rated game in NBA 2K's history. Well, let's talk but, about NBA 2K. And it's not even gameplay. It's not even gameplay that's the problem. Gameplay is fantastic. Right, but NBA 2K yeah. is on the cutting edge of where I think sports games are going. And that's they've got this, this agreement with the NBA, and they, they got Twitch on board. They have their own league where they do tournaments. So yeah. this is like a professional – man, how did I put this? This is, e, this is a professional eSports team doing professional sports. In a video right. game, like <laughs> I, it's right. So, I I think that's the like that's the future, right? I don't think they're ever going to make nearly as much money as an at like LeBron James. They probably won't even make uh, as much money as the guy who gets LeBron James water. But <laughs> they're they're still making <laughs> money playing a video game professionally that mimics a professional sport. Is this the direction we're going? Is this where the state of sports games is heading, Jonesy? Are we going to start seeing instead of, because these, what, what would esports like two years ago was what MOBAs? It was right. your, it was your, it was your league of legends. League of legends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where you, these, you know, Korean kids who are super fast at it and they, I, I can't even watch it. They're so fast. I'm like, what did that kid just do? I'm like, ah. I really, I really don't think that I think this is a a one-off type of thing. The the NBA itself and in this game really have its own complete isolated culture to it, which is and I think the the game of basketball really sets itself up for this type of thing because it's very intimate, right? 5 on 5 just up and down the court, up and down the court. And so you you have a more a smaller scale to do this and it has a lot more one-on-one -on -one ability rather than like in a madden which again madden's still esports friendly right we see their their madden competitions every year and they seem to be fairly successful but when you look at the cultural phenomenon of of the nba in particular the nba is in a, a huge resurgence right now right the popularity especially after all the backlash they've had in years past it, it blows my mind how popular they are now and they've done a fantastic job of turning the image that they didn't want into an amazing image and NBA 2K is a great experience of that too. But yeah, I think it's just this intimate game that you can do one-on-one. -on -one. It sets itself up for competition and you can do team sports around it, kind of like a MOBA because you only have a few people on each side, right? So right. you you still have this team dynamic or you have this one-on-one -on -one dynamic and the, the game of basketball is just, what do you do when you're a kid? You have pickup games of basketball. You don't really have pickup games of of many other sports because they require too many people. Uh, hockey, if you live in the north. Yeah, you'd have one on one. We did we did street hockey and things like that when I lived up in the northeast. But still, you don't need anybody to go shoot baskets. 
or you do one-on-one and you have horse and whatever else with your friends with basketball. It, It just, it's a totally different experience on a smaller scale. Whereas the other games are more fun when you have more friends. Oh, for sure. You're not playing football by yourself. And right. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to play football with like two people. Right. You got to have, you know, five, six, 10, something S- like that. Same with, with base, like my brother and I, we were only 15 months apart growing up. Right. So, I mean, I guess we're still only 15 months apart. It didn't stop when we stopped growing up. Uh, oh, but thanks for clarifying. <laughs> you're welcome. I was confused. I, well, you know what? Cab listens to the show. So I was just, I was trying to help him out. <laughs> um, you, it's hard to play baseball, two players, because what do you do? You could play, you can you play catch, catch. Yeah. Or you can pitch <laughs> and you can, somebody can try to hit you in the face with the ball. And you chase. Right. <laughs> no one likes chasing the ball. Right. And I'm like, so I'm the older brother. So he would always pitch to me. I'd hit the ball. And then I'd be like, hey, you got to go get it, dude. Why? Because I hit it. You pitched it. Like throw a pitch that I got to go after. Then inevitably <laughs> he'd throw it way outside where I couldn't hit it. And I'd be like, go get it. Well, you didn't hit right. it. Yeah, you didn't throw it at me. I mean, you know, it's just brother stuff. But you're right. It's hard to play other sports one-on-one or by yourself or, or you know, even with three or four people. You can't play football three or four people. You can maybe play six on six or five on five, but you yeah, can't. I mean, you can shoot soccer. I mean, you can shoot at the goal in soccer. Yeah, dude, if I don't even know goal. what soccer is. It's the footy. I don't, whatever. Look, if you are uh, part of the rest of the world, listening to this show. Thank you for listening, by the way. And I know we have listeners in England and in France and in Germany uh, and, and Australia. Um, and I oh, know, bless you all. Right. Like, I know that you guys, like, soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Like, I get it. And I'm sorry. I know it's soccer. I know you guys call it the football. Football is where people hit each other. I mean, I, yeah, they're wearing pads, and it's kind of a wussy sport now, especially compared to what it was 20 years ago. But still. no rugby. Right. It's no rugby. Oh, man. We need a good rugby game. Get EA on the rugby game. I would play the crap. I was at a bar a few weeks ago and actually caught some rugby. And I was like, man, this is intense. <laughs> right? Like it's that that game is it's football without pads. Uh, let's let's talk about Major League Baseball, the show. Like we have spent a, a majority of the time talking about all these other games uh, and, and how they are changing sports games and how how, you know, the industry has changed. But I, I, I wanted to bring this up because with Major League Baseball 17, the show. They had problems with their servers to the point where they sent everybody a bunch of free packs to open and and, and an apology. You have this year's iteration, MLB 18. Are the server server issues taken care of? I think for the most part, I really play road to the show almost exclusively. But when it first came out, I did dabble with the uh, Diamond Dynasty, which is their uh, pack system, because you can get enhancements for your career mode, for your road to the show mode. So I didn't experience any problems. I've, I listened to some other uh, podcasts that focus on sports gaming, and, and the show is a very popular topic because you're right. The history of their server problems is, oh, my goodness, it is bad. It is long it is and it really, is really, really bad. Well and they just have not and they haven't seemed to improve. No. So this year it sounds like they were better, uh, still not perfect, but better. And uh, But I, I think some of it was just the modes as well and, and more the, the one-on-one. But I've, I've played against my neighbor because he got the show, and we've not really experienced any problems. So at least in a post-release world, it seems to have been better. Well, that's good. So tell us about Road to the Show. Now, for those of you that don't know, like this is the new hotness in sports games, right, is is bringing RPG elements into these sports games. Uh, Madden did it this last year with what they called the long shot, which I thought was great. Like, did you like the long shot? I thought it was pretty good. It was very... It was very guided, though. Yeah, yeah. There was not a whole lot. I mean, it was on rails for the most part. But it was very well presented, though. It very was. well presented. As was a couple of years ago, NBA Two K sixteen, the Spike Lee joint that he did. Like, I, I don't even know why he calls it that crap anymore. But, right. But he, this year, he, this year's Two K eighteen is supposedly uh, quite a bit better, though. Okay. Well, see, that's good because I didn't care for Spike Lee's joint. Um, but it was it was presented nicely. But again, it was on rails, so it was a lot like the long shot. And then once yeah. you got done with that, then you kind of get into, in into the uh, the the more day to day, you know, you've created a player your career mode, so to speak. So how how does Road to the Show this year stack up to those? If you're judging it on its uh, journey type of mode, it's not going to stack up at all. It's not there. There is no story. Yeah, there's no story mode. Okay. Thank you. It's basically, it, it wants you on the field. It wants you playing the game. 
and I can appreciate that in between the scenes. So when you, when you're doing this, you'll have these moments where your coach is going to come up and challenge you. And maybe you'll have a phone call with an agent, you know, every, a few times a year to see how you're doing in the season. I haven't really noticed, aside from being able to get bonus XP for those, which I do actually really like the XP and cap progression system in this game quite a bit. But aside from that, your choices really don't matter a whole lot. They just, they just matter of how do you want to get XP this time around based on your performance on the field. But also you can kind of influence like if I want to stay with this team or not. But the problem is, is that MLB contracts and this is real life type stuff too. I believe your rookie contracts are six years long. Yep. And so you are basically owned by that team and you have very little influence in uh, you, you can go to arbitration, I think, after a few years to see a little bit of money, but really until you hit the end of that six years, you are basically, you're owned by them, yep. by the team. And for so, absolutely no money. Yeah, like, so like that's a little frustrating, yeah. and I can provide examples of, of some of the things that I didn't like so much about it, but this game wants you on the field. It, it wants that presentation, that immersion. Oh, my God, the fields are beautiful. They are so beautiful. There's a ton of customization, which I know you've had issues with in other games, especially with customization of your player. Ugh. You can customize your batting stance in this game. You can customize That'd and import nice. your own music and sound effects uh, into the game. Let's talk about that for just a second. Sound. Like when you, like when you think of sports games, that's like usually not something that you think about, right? Is the music or the sound. How's the music and the sound in this game? Like, so the crack of the bat, the, the sounds of the game, if you will. And then like the music, the menu music, like what, what, what are those like in this game? Yeah, it's it's all there. I mean, it's good. The, the music isn't it. It fits. It, it's dynamic. It, it's a it's a diverse a bit. So you get this mix. And when you when you customize, so when you go to a baseball game and you're you have a guy walk up, they all have their own custom music, right? right? It has. You can do that by default in the game, and you can select a genre. So mine are all typically hard rock or metal or something like that. Yeah, but they have country. <laughs> they have country and rap and. I don't know if they, they may have classical for all I know. I don't know. That Zen moment. <laughs> Can you go but up to flight yeah. of the bumblebee? Like if you could do that or, or you right. Know. But you, but yeah, you get the immersion. So you get the crowd, you know, shouting something And with your road to the show player. So I have a very common name. My name is Chris Jones, right? So I just put Joan or Chris and Jones in there and it'll actually shout out, like hit it out of here, Jones and, and things uh. like that. Like the crowd is not the announcers. But the crowd is. See, and so there are there are little things like that that go a long way to really bring you into it. I need you to adopt me because my last name, like I've said you just before. Gotta make it, a better last name up. Right. Yeah. Like, so I usually have to do something like, I think Crowley's in the game. So I think in, in uh, uh, MLB 17, my name was Big Daddy. Big Daddy Crowley. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, you know, the guys would be like, Big Daddy coming up to the pray, plate. And then you'd hear guys, you know, like you said, crawling so but it was always fun just to hear him call me big daddy the other the other thing the game does is if you're not playing with headphones if you're just playing through your normal speakers on your tv or your sound bar or sound system it will actually use the speaker on your oh, controller I hate that that's such to a shout things out gimmick, it, but you know where this is where it's useful in this game when you're running the bases and there's a hit and they want to tell you where to go. Oh. Like you can actually get that feedback. See, that's yeah. brilliant right there. That's actually a brilliant use. Everything else is kind of gimmicky. That should be the first person hearing. So you hear your first base coach go, say, you know, go, 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 or take yeah, second it, or whatever. It's not real consistent, but if they if they clean that up a little bit, usually when you get a hit, then you'll get some feedback there too. Like, oh, wait to see the ball, wait to see the ball, or which and I think then you're getting to where your your comment is is pretty valid, but. I think running the base pass, that could be really, really useful because it's difficult to see. And quite oh, honestly, absolutely. when you're running the bases, if I tell the player to go, all of a sudden the third base coach is, yeah, tell it. He's, he's on board too. He's like, yeah, go do it, even though the catcher's right. already got the ball. And this is like the dumbest mistake ever. Right. And then they'll penalize you for it. <laughs> and that you're right. I think that would be a great use uh, of that of that gimmick. And it would make it less gimmicky. It would actually give you some uh, meaning to having that on, on the controller. Because so far I haven't had found a game that actually – that's useful. So if, if they're doing that, that would be useful. Uh, and I think they should get to the point where you hear trash talk, like the first baseman, you, you get a hit oh. and the first baseman yeah. just starts oh, that'd trash be, talking. That'd be you. brutal. Right. That'd be amazing. That'd That's be the thing. When you're on the road. Yeah. The, the crowd will trash talk a little bit with you. Oh, really? 
a, a little. I mean, it's very light. It's nothing crazy or anything like that. Well, they need but a slider. To pick it up. They need a slider. They need an adult trash talking and a child trash talking. <laughs> like I don't understand why is that so hard to do. I don't like you know you can have the you can have the PG or the PG thirteen where it's hey you suck nice nice hit. Or hey, way strike out, blindy blindkins or something. But then you know, then you've got the adult like the LeBron James, Michael Jordan of trash talking, where it's just absolutely brutal. Where it's like Larry Bird telling the bench, "Yeah, I'm just gonna hit this three and go home." And then he hits the three. It's not even through, and he's turning around and walking off the court because he knows it's going in. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think we need that. So like, if you were gonna rate. Uh, Major League Baseball 17, and particularly uh, the road to the show. Like, what would you rate this on a scale of one to ten? Road to the show. I'm. I would have given it probably a nine, nine and a half in my first season, two seasons. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna dial that back a little bit because in my third season, so first season I was Double A, Triple A. Second season I was in the majors and won Rookie of the Year. Nice. And then, and then my third season though, after winning Rookie of the Year, all of a sudden I'm not starting. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand why I simmed the preseason in that, in this well, most recent problem. season. There's your problem right there. You missed out. And it, actually you might be right too, because my, my guy yes. ended up batting like one. Oh, he, he, he was below 200. No. Yeah. So I, I think that may have had something to do with it to where he wasn't as good because I was on the A's. They were like, Hey, play left field. Cause you'll actually get to play. I was playing second base and short. And so I was like, cool. And so I got to start. And I was starting, and I, I had the ups and the downs. It was I was on dynamic batting mode, so oh, it would get really dude, hard. Right, it gets really hard, then it gets easier, then it gets really yeah. hard, then it gets easier. Oh, it's, I hate right. that. So all that said, but there are, there are a number of great things I could I could go and talk. I really like how they keep the you can play these games in ten or fifteen minutes. You can play a series without going back to the main menus. It just goes to the next game, nice. so you don't have to back out of the game, which is insanely useful for baseball right. when you're wanting to play all 162 games. Oh. So, oh, it's so great. It, it, it no, did, that's been in the game for a long yeah, time. Yeah, that was in the but, game last year, and I, I really liked it, but there was still a little bit of a load time. Like, if they clean that up a little bit, or is there still, like, a little bit of a load No, time? it's good. And what I like about the load screens is that you can cycle through different stats. You can see your your oh. performance over the last 10 games. Nice. You can see your the some pitching or who's hot or your standings. They've usually got a handful of menus you can just tab through with you know R one L one on the PlayStation. But uh, but you, you can't can get in these. depth, can you? You can't get in depth like okay, so here's what I'm here's my on base percentage for you know the last fifteen or twenty games. Be, like, it will it will do a little bit of that. It'll give you batting average. It'll tell you how many times you've struck out. And it'll give you this list so you can see which games, which team you played, how many at bats you had, how many hits. But you, you can, know, can you the select the team. So let's say, say you just one. like can you select the team? So for example, if you're playing the Cardinals, oh right? no, not in the menu, okay. not in the menu, and then or not in the loading menu, no. So then you're playing the Cardinals, and you're just going to jump to the next game against, I don't know, whatever the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, we're still with the Cardinals. So when the Cardinals series is over, then you got to go back. Then to the you got to go menu. back. Okay, so they haven't right. changed. See, I wish they kind of. I get why they can't. I understand that, but I mean, as processors but you, but you have to remember in between these games then you have chances to do your progression too so they do cap yeah. like a, a cap on your progression so you can increase what your available attribute would be and then you actually have your actual attribute that you can skill up you know and so that's where that happens whenever you get back come back home you can do more training and so whenever even if you're struggling you can still offset some of your struggles or even still improve which i think is really good with the xp system that especially when you're a, a newer player trying to get this so you're not handicapped by ability to because batting can be tough it, it can be really tough yeah, can. but to go back to my rating so I, I dial it back just a little bit so i'm more in the eight and a half to nine range i still i really want to give it a nine it looks great it plays great there are a couple fielding things that don't really uh that are can be frustrating the story mode's not really there it's a bit more like an outline um your decisions don't really seem to matter but you're always getting xp the customization is fantastic. You really get the spirit of baseball with it. So I'm going to go ahead and land on a nine. It, it's definitely go. worth a game. If you love baseball, you will love this game. I've told you I wanted to play this game. It's I, great. The thing that they caught a lot of crap for was that they cut the online franchise. I don't so understand Sony, why. Sony they, cut the online franchise because I mean, no, apparently yeah. no one was playing it. I get that you're not going to play 162 games, especially full nine-inning yeah. games. But you could always drop it down to 30 or 40 or 60. 
and you can and cut the number of, of players in the league. So a lot of those games can be, can, can just be, you know, right. simmed through. So I don't, whatever, like I get it, but still that's just rough. Like I, that, that's, that's a staple of sports games is online league. You take that out and you're left with, you know, but I, I you look at their commercials and they're really, they're really trying to hammer home that, that grudge match, these quick, these quick games that you can play and, and settle disputes online. I don't know who they think is playing these games. I think that's where it falls short a little bit too. Cause the online games, I mean, these games take an hour to play right with, with, with pitching and batting. It takes an hour. Baseball is not a fast game. Right. And no. that's part of the complaint about it is that it just takes too long to get through a game. Yeah. But and that gets into, do you really want to change baseball? I mean, it's an right, American but ways, but To your point, are there ways to streamline it? Or to quicken that pace. Well, aren't they giving the pitchers the like a? Matter? Aren't they giving them like a a, a, a shooting clock? <laughs> like, for lack of a better word, <laughs> like they're timing the, the the pitcher. You've only got X amount of seconds. Yeah, now. and they yeah they they prevent how many times the yeah. you can come out of the dugout and who can come out how many times and all that. Right, yep. unless unless you're fighting and then everybody comes out of the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> but great, great game, great game. I need to pick that up. I need to pick that up. If there's one mode in in a, in a sports games. Uh, game Jonesy that you want to play, what what would it be? Is it is it your single player, uh, you know, create a player type of thing? Is it a? a yeah, a, I'm definitely the create a player because yeah. until recently, actually, when we started our little Madden league, I, I kind of got back into the franchise mode side. I had really stopped playing franchise mode, and I was just doing my career because with sports games, I don't play it enough to really play other people online. I'll play friends every once in a while, but even then, they they smoke me. And so I just got into playing just for the individual stats. I like sports because of statistics. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a math guy and I love statistics. And actually when in my in college, my statistics teacher and I would talk about this because she wanted to do baseball stats and stuff like that too. So we got along really well. It was like, that's my dream job. I want to work for Stats Inc. Is that, is that, did you sit around and play baseball games in your head? And like do the stats? No, that I didn't go that far. That was an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let, let, let's 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 end it on NHL. Let's end the show on NHL because you and I have a co-op league in NHL. 18. We do. So and much fun. It is. And then we lose all the time. We are so horrible, but it's so much fun. <laughs> it really is. And we're still looking for a third. Like we need somebody else to round this this team of awful out. A lot of empty promises from from people in our in our circle here. Garrick. He won't know. He just listens to the show. That's right. I might, I might pick it up, guys. I might pick it up and I might play with you guys, but I don't know. It just depends. Might get my, might get my brother's on. uncle's best friend's nephew to play. Right, but I think he's gonna gonna get the plumber to play too, and then the plumber's gonna <laughs> play, and then I won't be able to play, so I might not play. But I'm telling you guys, I might play right now. That's exactly how Garrick sounds. Whenever I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> thought you were gonna play NHL? Oh yeah, I was gonna play NHL." He sounds like he sounds like the uh, uh, the Rick Moranis character from Ghostbusters. At the, oh my at the party. that That's him right there. Oh, you should get an annuity because annuity, will, you know, it's good for you. And the NHL won't have an annuity. You're killing me. I'm sorry. That's just, that's how he sounds. Freaking Garrick. You didn't listen <laughs> to the podcast. If you listen to the podcast, you know I made fun of you. Ha, paybacks. What did I tell you about paybacks? So come but, it's so, but it's so much fun. We have, customiz we have customization in it too, right? We can, we can right. customize our uniforms. We can customize our stadium. We level up XP. We're not leveling up fast, no, no, but we can. We played some teams that were much higher than us, and they had those amazing teams, arenas. Oh, look! Those one uniforms. It was like a unicorn, like yeah. just crapped all over them, and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Oh, it was, it was the most beautiful unicorn poop uniform I've ever seen. Right, and ours just looked like a monkey threw some poop against. The, but I it, modeled ours after like the king penguin, so they're black and white and orange did <laughs> so, I, I throw some blue in there i may i may have a blue alternate or something yeah yeah they're they're respectable enough right but it, not too respectable you should have just went with white and orange and we could have just been like the bb8s the bb8s yeah i thought about it but not quite no we're just we're awful but if you if you like uh nhl uh you like sports games come play with uh jonesy and myself like I, that's what i've been playing so like i've talked about this we're kind of in a lull uh, of video games and Garrick and I played a way out and that was awful. Uh, episode 35. You can listen to it. We, we just absolutely rip Ferris. That guy's a moron. Um, but so when I'm not playing, 
you know that or or there was there was something else on PC that I was playing. Oh, Wild West Online. That's a piece of crap too. Uh, that's all I've been playing is NHL, and I've just been doing doing the the create your player mode, the be a, be a pro mode. And that's I'll tell you what I'm leading the league in goals, I'm leading the league in assists. I'm leading the league. Time, in time to up that difficulty. Point. Shh. No. Shh. Just no. No. <laughs> No, I I uh, I suck. And so it's such a it is such a pretty game. It really it, is. The, it it flows really well. It is such a natural progression. And again, with NHL in the career mode, when you're not on the ice, you can sim to when you are back on the ice. So you can get those games played in a in a twenty reasonable minutes. amount of time. Yeah, like ten to fifteen minutes, yeah. and you're moving to the next one. And that helps when you have eighty plus games you got to play. The only complaint I really have is the commentary. Oh. This is where MLB, the show, really, really shines as well. MLB will reference your stats over time yep. and like what you did last night or what you did last time you were out and those types of things. And it does a very good job of it. It does get repetitive in some, like when I was going rookie of the year, it mentioned it like every single game. But it would, it would track, it would recognize your stats over time. NHL doesn't do that quite as well. No. It kind of tries, but the commentary in general gets pretty repetitive on on nhl it's still solid but it's just i guess it's as solid as a canadian dude don't dog ea vancouver dude it's it's so bad eh he's going to the goal he's gonna he's got the gas to get there eh dude that's the west side they don't or the west side don't talk like that (laughs) they keep it real right hey (laughs) bc baby Somebody get that guy some maple syrup during the timeout, eh? Because I tell you what, eh? He's not going to be again. He sounds like Rick Moranis from Dude, Ghostbusters. To me, Iowa is practically Canada. Oh, You're stuff, so far north. What of me. is wrong with you? Oh. get good scrubs. That's all I have to say is get good scrubs. Oh, I yes, I earned one. You did. If this, if Cab was on this episode, it would have just been that continuously for an hour. Nobody listened to that. Jonesy, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and discussing uh, the state of sports games with me. And it's been a lot of fun. I love having you on. And, and, and you always you always know what you're talking about, which is more than I can say for Garrick. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. Uh, and, and everybody go check out. Uh, what's the name of that podcast? You again, Jonesy? It's called the Cantina Cast with yeah. uh, with Albert and me. We talk every single week about Star Wars. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Go check them out if you haven't, which if you haven't, why are you even listening to the show? Because they're just better at what they do than what I, what, what we do here. Uh, and then uh, Albert's on uh, The Basement. I'll be on there. Uh, Jonesy's been on there. So check them out, too. Uh, Patreon member over there, and you can still listen to Mike because he does the canteen after dark. If you if you like hearing Yoder, that's where you're going to hear Yoder. <laughs> if you like random, weird discussions, yeah. Give us a couple bucks and you can be on the, uh, you can listen to the After Dark show. You too can be in on the Yoder jokes. All yeah, right. You too can enjoy. <laughs> Jonesy, thank you, sir. It's uh, It's been an honor, as, as always. A lot of fun. We'll ha- we'll get you back on uh, when some of these sports games hit, yeah, especially if we ever he- see that champion gridiron game, which I doubt and will. I'll hold my breath. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, next week we'll be, t- I don't even know what, what, what Garrick and I are going to be talking next week. You know what though, before we go, uh, uh, just a quick shout out to my man, Curtis 99, uh, in, in our discord and I, he's, Curtis. yeah, he's also in, in the Cantina cast discord. Uh, he has, uh, come up with a logo from, uh, for us and he's been working on it and we've been giving him some feedback and he's been tweaking it. And so, you know, we might be close to revealing it. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that's exciting. Right? So That is exciting, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it looks really nice. And uh, so, Curtis, thank you for that. Keep working on it. Um, and if I find out you haven't been working on it, we'll have words. No, I'm joking. Oh, we're, we're going to bring the band stick. That's right. We're bringing it. Uh, that's Jonesy. I'm Crowley. Garrick will be back sometime, maybe. Maybe.